Make sure this shit. Let me start. I'm gonna start recording. All right, I'm I'm good. Go. Is the gain on that up as far as it? All right, well, don't go too far up because it's gonna really really run up. Knock someone's socks off. (laughs) All right, you're recording. Yes. Live from the Sportique Studios, where there's never an off-season for talking about the shitty Broncos, you're in the South Stands. I'm Colin Daniels with BSN Broncos reporter and host of the BSN Broncos podcast, Ryan Konigsberg. And your host, John. That's awesome. See, you did a great job once we got it going. Well, I still got to fade it out, though. Fantastic. Yeah, it's excellent. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, The South Stands Denver Fancast. South Stands Live. Kind of not live. We're going to figure that out sometime soon. We're getting there. We're getting there. And uh, but uh, meanwhile, the name is a sham. It's it's just a a sham. sham. We should go back to the South Stands Denver Fancast until we have something live. To offer that's, these people. But that's what I'm You know what? Call. Honestly, people that want to watch us do it live make me uncomfortable. But <laughs> why? Why? Well, no, because... So much better recorded and, at, at, and on demand. Right? Well, no, because some people, you know, they want to they re- they download it, listen to it whenever. That's fine. But other people might be sitting at home right now uh, at, um, what is it, 7.40 at, at night on a Wednesday? Is it a Wednesday? I don't know what day I it is. I think so. And they might just want to flip on their computer and watch us, you know, ham it up. I mean, that's that's legit too. You could do that and sit and watch. Well, and, and you and Ryan have the advantage of being dashing. I have no such advantage. Well, so dashing. It's not fair. Well, thank you for that. Appreciate that. And our, <coughs> excuse me, our our dashing guest, Ryan. Welcome to the show. Thank you, and thank you for the nice compliment. It's great to be back. I feel like. I know we've upgraded the microphones. Yeah. I also I feel like I was drinking like Steel Reserve or something no, last time. No. Yeah, no, I moved away from Steel Reserve years ago. <laughs> yeah, years ago. Years ago. You, you were on uh, probably two years ago, maybe right? Maybe about two Has years. It's been ago? that long. It's been a long time, but the sound yeah. the sound was all fucked up, and so it was a good show. It just we couldn't hear anything, and so anyone listening, I'm sure it was just kind of like I can't. You know, you ever you ever get something like bad quality, and you're just like I can't suffer through this. Even it could be good, it could be bad. But the that Broncos was Broncos season. Exactly, just like the Broncos season. It uh, it was a good show, but now we've got you back one on one. We finally got you back in the bunker, and I know you're you're a hot ticket. But I guess you don't have a team to cover anymore, so I guess I guess you're free, right? Yeah, off season's all about drinking forties and doing podcasts late at night on weeknights. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Um, do you? I mean, you obviously got more. You got more things you can write about, more things you can cover, but. When they do that final press conference at Dove Valley, I mean, you got stuff coming up. You can cover the coaches and all that stuff, but um, you're kind of set free, right? You don't have, you don't really have, you don't have the same commitments that you did during the season. Yeah, it's nice from that standpoint because uh, you know during the season you get a schedule and it comes into your inbox and you know, okay, Monday I'll be there at eight, Tuesday I'll be there at eleven. But when the off season comes, you're kind of on your own schedule, and it's one of the one of the many, many perks of my job. But sure. the crazy thing now is, you know, we have an office and we've got stuff going on all day, every day. So when I'm not covering the Broncos, 
there's always another thing for me to be doing at the at the office and actually it's kind of nice i love being there the energy at that place you've got dudes recording podcasts over here you've got you know a video being made with ali monroy and adrian dater over here you've got spano doing spano things in the back yelling and that kind of shit you've got sales i mean there's such a it's just it's fun for me because sports writers it's kind of a solidary type of thing you're usually you know you're either at the facility or you're writing on your own to be able to go into an office now is actually kind of a cool thing for me and you know you have coworkers and you can shoot the shit with them and you have the coffee pot conversations it's 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 nice i like it well sure and 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 the fun never ends over over there at bsn this is this is the official fan fan bsn cast i think is what it is (laughs) that would be a great slogan the fun never ends at bsn (laughs) sounds good i like you know what spano knows how to how to paypal me so well and, and, and ryan we bring up bsn and and i wanted to talk to you a little bit about obviously we were all at the unveiling party for the uh Brand new BSN website and the brand new BSN app. And it was you who was, who was, uh, you were lurking over the laptop as I lurked over the laptop. And I took a first initial look at the site. And I said to you, you know, what would be really sweet is you could put some advertising right here and some advertising right here. And And he said, no, fool. And he goes, oh, no, bro, we're going subscription only. And, my initial reaction, to be very frank, was, oh, man, they're fucked. And then... Very frank. And then I, I talked to a few other people. A couple of days later, I talked to my son, who's 16 years old, and pays for YouTube Red. Wow. He pays for Amazon Prime. You sure it's not Red Tube? He's paying yes, for yes, yes. No, Dad's paying for that. <laughs> Dad, Dad I, has I a Red him, Tube I after bought him that. a gift card. Um <laughs> But but no, he said, yeah, subscription is that's what is now. That's what's happening. And so the light has kind of come on for me as far as the whole subscription uh, model. But I wanted to ask you about it because I know you're not only a, a host and a writer for BSN Denver, but also a partner and one of the driving forces behind the site. What went into the decision to take the huge gamble on the subscription model. And and how was this sold to everybody too? That's what I want to know. Like like was it um, you know, did did Spano sit everybody down like selling them a timeshare and say, "All right, I got a great deal for you guys." You could do that. So, yeah, you could do that. So, yeah, I want to know about I've that. I've already too. bought 6 timeshares from Brandon Spano. <laughs> so going back <laughs> So going back to your original point of you your reaction when you heard about it, that's kind of my reaction when Spano and I sat down maybe 9 months ago. And he started toying with the idea. And I think from my perspective of how can I get as many eyes on my story every single day, switching it to how can I get people to pay for my story was a big switch for me. So originally, I kind of had the same reaction as you. I was like, dude, I don't know about this. Um, I don't know like how people would react to that. And it was a, it was a long process for me to come to terms with kind of what you were saying your son is saying is, this is the way of the world. And I look at it from the sense of you're at the car dealership and there's, you know, a couple free pots of coffee over there and you're, you're fiending for some coffee. Do you want that, the free stuff? Or are you willing to go to Starbucks and pay $5 and get a good cup of coffee? I think a lot of people might go for the free, but most people want that higher quality stuff. And so I think if we can deliver high quality content 
day in, day out, we can bring those people in. Well, and I would invert on you the some people, most people thing. Some people will pay for a Starbucks. Most people would take the free. Either way. I, and and you are not better off in any instance catering your business or your concept or your model to those who prefer the free because they're not in general a worthy a, a worthy person of pursuit and and I think that what you what BSN and 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 other organizations have begun to realize is that you need nece- you don't necessarily need more ear earbuds and more eyeballs you need more focus and more devotion from your follower base and this is something i think that that mile high sports has touched on just by way of their uh of their brokered model of radio they have these individual shows who may not have a listener base even big enough to blip a radar but what they have is a loyal listener base who will reward who whichever sponsors come on board their show with just enough business that they feel like they're getting their money's worth and that's the objective you have with your readers now well i get i get the coffee analogy and now i would probably drink the free coffee just because i love coffee and i'd be like let me have some coffee and then i'd still go to starbucks okay so i get that there's other there's that's other good that works for me too exactly <laughs> so there's other instances in my life where i'm definitely like yeah, we could go with this, but I think I'm going to spend the money on this. And I, you know, I can't draw a specific example right now. So it's a terrible analogy to try to bring up because it has no, no one knows what I'm talking about. It's fine. But, it's fine work. John. But you know what I mean? Always and so, work. so there's plenty of examples of that. And then what, what got me thinking about it was that I was like, yeah, you know what? There is a lot of shitty free stuff out there and you can like, you can comb through a lot of different things. And I see stuff come over. Like if you look at like Apple news or you're looking through your Twitter feed and you're kind like yeah this is an okay thing but they're really just kind of reporting on maybe what they heard about from somebody else that's free and then you could actually pay and have somebody who's there and doing the work so i get that and i think that was you know like like colin said kind of the initial reaction was kind of like Ooh, whoa what the hell's going on here um but i think once it launched and I saw a lot of the reactions and of course it was all positive stuff being retweeted, but there was a lot of it and people saying like a data retweeted a lot of people saying, Hey, I'll, I'll pay for this because I appreciate what you do. I, you know, I followed you for a long time. So, um, I'm assuming it's, it's been a pretty good reaction. Yeah. And to go in a little further detail of why we wanted to do it. One of the main things is to be able to pay our guys. We've brought these guys in sitting at a desk, just like this one from day one, and we had a vision and we wanted to give these guys a, an ability to work in journalism and make money. And when we started it, the idea was to do that through ads. And as we realized along the way, it's not, you can, we can, we could have survived forever on ad revenue, but to really thrive, we needed to figure out another way to monetize our users. And yeah, otherwise you spend so much time just chasing your tail i mean you're you are more involved in selling advertising than you are in producing products exactly that's what it comes down and so like today at our office we were able to offer a guy uh, by the name of andre simone a full-time position with the company making a livable wage and all of our guys that are working the two guys on every beat you know uh the people in the sales uh video all these people are making livable wages now as mostly young journalists. And I think that's an amazing thing that we've been able to do. Uh, and to be able to 
do that here and potentially do it other places and potentially bring in more people of the quality of Adrian Data and, and just continue making better, more content. And on top of it, take the ads off of it. Because as you mentioned, you go to some of our competitor sites and you just get buried. And it's like, man, it's brutal. It's, it's, it, you know, these, these people are the ones who are, are rewarding your sponsors and they can't even stay on your website because there's so much ads. So now when you go to a, a story on BSN Denver, you got a nice block of text going down the middle and just white. And it's like, there's no distractions. So there was so much, so many positives to it that I think the initial scary part of, man, will people really, really do this? Once that wore off, it seemed pretty much like a no brainer. Well, and, and as someone who's, who's had to hustle ads and who has done a lot of stuff for free, um, that all sucks. It totally sucks. And in the past, and Colin was a was a was a, a, a benefactor of the magazine I used to do. He used to run ads for me all the time. But I'd I'd have to go every month and go, hey, you want to do an ad? And, and then have him call. Well, and they were and they were fifty dollars. Well, I mean, they're they're not, well yeah. some were more expensive. This is a long time ago. So, um, but that's a pain in the ass and it sucks. And that's, you know, but there was, there was money to be made in that, but it's a total grind. And then you're doing other stuff where you're like, well, I'm just going to write stuff on my, on my website and hope people enjoy it. And it's like, okay, that's great too. I guess that's a, that's a good hobby. Um, but you know, to the, have to the, um, I'm losing my train of thought. Sorry. Um, the, just to, just to have the, to take that chance to go, I'm, you know, okay, we're going to, well, and you said a mouthful there. Do you, do I know you guys realize this, but to me, it's, it's still, it's a huge roll of the dice. And I have, and I have a lot of respect for that because you can't just continue to repeat the same old crap over and over and over again. And there's a million people doing the other thing. So this is what absolutely sets you apart. And, and, And so long as the editing's tight and the articles are good and the photography is good and you've got cool, stuff to look at, I think it's a huge advantage that you don't have the clutter. Well, and that's that's what I was stumbling to get to is that it's a it's a bold choice because people have told us forever, like said, oh, you guys should charge for this. And I was like, why the fuck, who would ever pay for this? You know what I mean? And I thought, and it's still probably the case. Nobody probably would, but it's still, that ne- thought never entered my mind. Chrissy Bexwood or I'd block her. i just block her. <laughs> but the th- whole thing is, is that it's it's something that, that you have to just kind of go, okay, we're going to make this work and take that plunge because I just never even occurred to me that I would ever, I would ever do something like that because I just thought, well, I don't know who would do that, but you guys did. And I think that's a, it's a, it's a bold move and I, it was, I hope it pays off. It was absolutely a roll of the dice. And so far the response has been amazing. And I think that like, I'll be honest, it was one of the scariest <laughs> yeah. weeks of my life going into that because you just don't know, like we're very confident in our, in our readership and our numbers and, uh, we feel like we had built kind of a cult fan base over our existence, but you just don't know. I mean, we could have turned that thing on and everyone could have thrown up two middle fingers and we would have been scrambling. You could have found out everybody was reading you was broke. Just broke. You <laughs> didn't have five bucks. Yeah, but I think nowadays it's you, like what you guys are saying about like with your son is that people have uh, that's they're willing to say, hey, shit, I'll, I'll cough up five bucks. That's not that's not much. That's that's a trip to Starbucks, right? For most people, and you can say, hey, I can I can do that, and uh, I can afford it, and then I can keep doing this. It's the model that people have now grown grown accustomed to. And in 2018, now with the ability of social media, I think a lot of our writers. I mean, you know, you look at the Jake Shapiro's of the world and the AJ Hayfleys. 
These I guys, try to look at him. I just <laughs> <laughs> so quick. <laughs> so small. Yeah, you, you know those guys have their own fans of people that have been following them since they were young. And sure. you make actual connections yep. with people online. And those people are like, hell yeah, I want to support Jake. Hell yeah, I want to support sure. Ryan. And th- I think that maybe without even knowing it, that's our greatest tool is yep. the relationships that our fans and our readers have made with our journalists. Absolutely. It's great stuff. Um, well, we can keep talking about that, but I know we have to get into your Denver Broncos. They're not my Denver Broncos. <laughs> They're your Denver Broncos now. If a um, couple things broke differently this year, they'd be my Denver Broncos. But, in, in fact, they're your Denver Broncos, people. So we're going to uh, talk to the uh, the expert here. We're going to get his insight on a lot, of the, a lot of the shit that went down this week. So um, let's take a quick break. Yeah, take a journey of the mind, baby. <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, be right back. This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end, my only friend. The end of our elaborate plans. The end of everything that stands. The end. No safety or surprise the end I'll never look into your eyes Mutiny Information Cafe. Have you been there yet, Ryan? I have not. It, I'm telling you, you got to go, man. It's such a cool place. It's totally uniquely Denver. It's not the kind of place you're going to find in a shopping mall or a strip mall, or next to the Panera Bread, man. It's South Broadway, right at Ellsworth, and uh, talking used books, we're talking records, comics. They've got pinball machines. They've got iced coffee, where the ice is made out of coffee. Mutiny Information Cafe, it's my favorite place to recommend to travelers from out of town. And if you live here, by God, you've got to get there. It's the questions. It's the questions, boy. It's the questions. It's the questions. Come on. The questions. It's the questions, boy. When it came to retaining Vance Joseph, did John Elway make a unilateral decision, or did he consult his old friend Jack Daniels? When Elway decided to sleep on it, did Vance Johnson, Vance Joseph, Vance Johnson. That was in three amigos. When when Elway decided to sleep on it, did Vance Joseph say, "Hey, who could blame you?" Ah, if Vance Joseph isn't interested in appearing on HBO's Hard Knocks, would he consider the new documentary series Gently Rubbing? Once Vance Joseph is finished coaching the Senior Bowl, will he begin to get busy with the training staff? If the Broncos don't bring back Aqib Talib, will he take one more shot in Dallas? Will Trevor Simeon get his shoulder operated on quickly so that he, that he can get right back to sucking? <laughs> Would Paxton Lynch be more popular with his teammates if he'd stop calling them scurvy dogs all the time? <laughs> Is Emmanuel Sanders hoping the Broncos trade him so he can get a fresh start with another team and their girlfriends? Now that the Broncos season is over, will Cecil Lambie finally have time to get a fresh start? Oh, sorry. <laughs> 
Finally have time. I really drank too many beers before you guys got Did here. Did you really? I gotta be honest <laughs> with you. Right. We'll see Salami finally have time to stitch more costumes for his Kylo Ren dolls. <laughs> Does D-Mac feel like a secretary at Auto Nation dealerships since he's been undressed by John Elway? <laughs> Is Allie Sturm glad the Nuggets never play on Christmas because that's the day the Saint that Santa comes? You have questions. <laughs> we have answers. SouthStandsDenver.com, Colorado's finest internet sports talk since 1971. So your carpenter song? You're close. Mm. Barbara Streisand? Not so close. <laughs> Think Swedish. Abba? There you go. Wow. Those Swedes, man. You know, those Swedes that play like for the Avalanche, they, um, you know, they of course love their Abba. Um, but they don't know a lot about the Swedish, you know, the death metal. They don't know a lot about that. Some of them do. Some of them, but not a lot of them. They, they like the classics, but all those dudes have lived in North America for since they're like you know probably seventeen. So they're pretty much Americans, Canadians at this point. So um, whenever you read those things, I always think like the the person sitting here is like, uh oh, uh, I'm gonna get in trouble. With someone my boss. at the at the Valley is gonna pull me pull me aside and go, um, we heard you giggling to what that asshole was saying. You know what I mean? Does that ever occur to you? Would that would that ever occur to you? Like, are you just you that, just you figure since you're sitting there not saying anything, that you're okay. literal exact thought just went through my head. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time someone got in trouble uh, from Who, this. Was it Will Park's girlfriend that Emmanuel Sanders got with and, and cheated on his wife with? Uh, I don't know. I think it was Will. Park. I don't know. About I'm not. That. Even, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't think so. Um, well, it, it was just funny because I was going through that was going through my head as he was saying that because you know someone's like, oh man, Ryan's just gonna, well, yeah, he's gonna know. leave, he's gonna leave like like in the in the uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons, he's gonna leave his silhouette in the yeah. brick wall <laughs> as he as he leaves here. Well, you the would contents think, of this podcast do not represent the views of BSN. Well, that, that's, exa- that's exactly. It. But you know, I think I think as long as you're not guffawing and slapping your knee and going, oh, that's a great one about Burn! Elway. Burn! Burn away. I think, I, I think you're fine. Um, you know, and I, but I'm just, you know, it's we've had unsuspecting people listen, you know, before in the past, and it's, you know, I just didn't, didn't want to get anyone to get burned. But Colin was saying that, you know, he was saying, oh, well, we can move on from the BSN com- commercial. But I obviously we're we're very BSN friendly, of course. But I think that people want to know these things. They want to know kind of what goes on because like what was going through your full heads when you decided well, to try and charge no, me for your website. That, but like, when do you have, when can you sit? I mean, we can sit down. We've had like Nick Groke, Ben Hockman in here, you know, and you don't get too much into the day to day kind of, uh, you know, what's, what's happening behind the scenes because those guys aren't really involved with it. So, so Ryan is involved with it. So he's kind of, you know, a part of that. So we can kind of pick his brain on it. But I think that, the media aspect of Denver sports is just as fascinating as the Denver sports. So that's kind of why that's what the people turn to us for really. I mean, well, true. You guys cover the games. You guys cover the athletes. We cover the, you guys athletes. And I love that athletes are fucking boring. 
Okay, and and you don't have to agree. I mean, you're shaking your head violently, but uh, nodding yes. <laughs> but um, no, they're they're boring because people have interviews, and unless they're you know they're just saying the same old thing, and that's great. You can you can get some insight out of it maybe, but um, I think the people who cover it are more more interesting just because of what they what they what they perceive and what they see. Because you probably seen shit at Dove Valley that maybe you couldn't like talk about, but it's still it's that's fascinating to me, like what you're seeing because they have such a especially that team has such a carefully controlled persona that, you know, um, seeing something else or, or, you know, having, you know, some other thing to report on that they, you know, they can't really talk about. It's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I think there's two sides to it. I mean, I think that from my perspective, like the reason I do my job is because I think the athletes are interesting. Um, like I'm looking for the stories, but I know what you mean. Like, how many times can you hear Trevor Simeon stand up there and say, like, oh, well, you know, we were just taking what the defense was giving us. Totally. Like, that does get boring. Um, but I think the, the rewarding parts of this job are when you find something that isn't boring. Absolutely. Uh, and that's kind of why, at least from my perspective, that's why I do it, is fi- the find, to find the thing that isn't boring and, and get a cool story out of it. A, a topic I don't find boring and I think is a cool story right now is the whole naming rights situation with, uh, in, with what was Invesco Field, which was sporting a f- goods authority stadium at whatever um obviously they're tearing the signs down off the exterior exterior of the building but what i what i came to understand and apparently falsely is that the team is putting it out there that they want the name to sports authority field at mile high to remain until such time as they have found a new sponsorship partner because they don't want people to call it mile high stadium am i off base on this I think so. I mean, from my perspective, they haven't said anything to me. Um, there was, I mean, in Joelis's press conference, he said, we're going to keep calling it Sports Authority Field at Mile High until we find something new because of, you know, this and that and events. And Yeah, and he gave some bullshit reasons. But, like does, we, but we does, didn't, we, they didn't come to us and say, hey, call it this. Because if you, if you read my writing, I pretty much always just call it Mile High. Um, it's just easier that way and it's less words and it's you know creates less of a jumbled sentence uh ryan it's fewer words mr writer guy sorry i'm a writer not a talker (laughs) actually i'm a talker too shit yeah damn it uh but yeah i mean there's no like initiative where they send an email and say hey please call it this until further notice Uh, maybe i mean people at the denver post or something I, i know nikki said no, so I well, no, no, yeah, no, and I felt like a total ass, and I didn't have that on my own. I mean, I had you know, I had a conversation with somebody. Yeah, but, but told me that but was the case. They they might not have mandated. They might have said, "Hey, come to you and said, hey, why quit calling it Mile High on your stories?'" But the fact that they've gone out of their way to say we're calling it this, a, a defunct company, they're calling it that. That's weird. And I think why they would keep calling it and not because go, they don't want you to call it Mile High Stadium. But why would they it'll water call down it? the next brand? That's why. Mm. I, I, I think there's some. I think if we asked them that, they would probably admit that, and they would say, "Look, we don't want the fans to get in the habit of calling it Mile High." Everybody because- called AT and T Stadium Candlestick Park. Everybody did. Nobody called it AT. So I mean, it that- takes a while, and you can actually tell when someone got to Denver based on what they call it. Sure. Like I was like viewing an apartment last year and the girl's like, yeah, it's right by Invesco. And I'm like, oh, okay. I know <laughs> at what point in your life that became a thing to you. Uh, but I think it's, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't blame them for trying to keep people in the idea of calling it, you know, blank at mile high because that gives them more value. They want more money. And I think the whole idea of calling it Pat Bowen field at mile high, like that's amazing, but it's also it will never happen. It, one, it won't ever happen. And 
as a fan, you really don't want them to give up that revenue stream. That can only help things. Of course. But I, I just don't see I, I see the point. They want to say, hey, you know, we're going to keep it. Uh, you know, we don't want to we want to make sure the next company can can have their thing and people just don't keep calling it mile high. But to call it to a, call it a company that's not no longer around. It's very weird. I think it's strange to call it that. I think they could say, hey, look, the next thing's going to be called, um, you know, uh, Paps Blue Ribbon Field at Mile High. Oh, yeah. So, you know, awesome. so, you know, what, you know, they could say that, but they say, hey, so, you know, in the meantime, you know, we're going to we're going to just call it Mile High. But, you know, I, I see why they're doing it, but it's just kind of weird that they would publicly state, hey, this company is no longer here. We're going to call it that. I did some deep diving today on who I I predict and, and I want I want to work up an article, but I have a job. Um, and I didn't have time. A job so, that's I, not about writing, right? Yeah. But I did. I did some research on you know who are the top five, ten cor- corporations in the in Colorado, and um, it, interestingly, the city of Denver is the seventeenth largest employer in Colorado. I found that interesting, and uh, the University of Colorado is a top ten corporation in Colorado. I found that oh, interesting as well. you field at mile high. Oh, <laughs> Doesn't it sound God, great? It makes me yeah. sick. Um, but some of the more, I think Xfinity field at mile high is, is right up there That's, because yeah, yeah. Um, Comcast already has a, uh, either an arena or a stadium of some type. Uh, I can't think of it. Um, yeah. I want to say it might be in baseball actually in Philadelphia. I know they have Xfinity live, which is like a thing in between all the stadiums. I'm not sure if they're affiliated directly with one of the stadiums. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. I'm not sure, but I, I think that that seems like a likely, they're a top five corporation in terms of the fortune 500 in Colorado. And, uh, that would make sense. Well, so- but the most obvious one is iHeartRadio. Um, and our iHeartRadio field at Mile High makes me want to gag. That sounds awful. They have an re- existing relationship with the team. They're sharing. Uh, they they split a fifty fifty stake in uh, that uh, AM seven sixty orange, orange and blue, blue seven sixty, and uh, they have uh, an agreement in place in terms of concerts to be held at the stadium. So it, logically. I think iHeartRadio is probably right up near the top of the list. iHeartRadio Stadium at Pat Bolin Field at Mile High. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. How's that? I ha- Eat your heart out, party deck. Yeah. What if it's just iHeart Pat Bolin Stadium? Oh, there you go. Oh. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now you're talking. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just It's just weird they haven't, nobody's ponied up. Is there a reason why nobody, I mean, there's so much damn money pumped through the state right now that you think somebody be like, Sure, I'll throw a couple million at that and have my company up there. I don't there. think it's a couple million. That's the problem. You think it's like um, 100 million? I think it's hundreds of millions oh, of dollars. Is it that and much? It's, okay. Yeah, and it's a long-term commitment. And I, th- I, I mean, you would have to think that part of the problem is in the corporate world, the value of naming rights agreements with the NFL's viewership declining is questionable. Yeah, and I think, I mean, Joel said as much the other day. The team losing doesn't help anything. No. You know, when the team is putting a terrible product on the field and the fans are booing and all that, it doesn't help anything. Now, the Denver Broncos are always going to be, you know, maybe the most recognizable brand in Colorado. But it's... Coors. It, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to sell something that isn't a good product at the time. Um, and so that's hurting them. And Coors. <laughs> Coors does a good job selling a product. Yeah, yes, why don't not they? Why don't they jump good. on it? They've got Coors Field. They've got the Coors Event Center up in Boulder. They, might as well I don't add know. I, they, they've already thrown their money behind Coors Field, and it's basically—I mean, Coors is 
is, is, they could, is Coors. They could just own this place, though. I mean, he makes a good point. If you have Coors Field all summer long and Coors Stadium in the fall and winter, that's not a bad deal for them. Hmm. That would be interesting to me. I like this. I like this. I would not mind calling it Coors, Coors Stadium. See, as he turns his label towards the microphone. <laughs> See, here's the thing why I did, people were like, ooh, Coors Field, because what's the one in uh, what's in the one in St. Louis called? That's called the uh, Bush, Bush Stadium. Anheuser-Busch. Bush, Bush, yeah. Bush. And it's kind of like, okay, I get it. That's where that's from. Wrigley but, Field. But Coors, it was never a problem for me to have it called Coors Field, because I was like, well, Coors is obviously Colorado. And, and it's beer, and baseball yep. is beer. Absolutely, and sure. yeah. And it's and it's now just a part of everyone's uh, vocabulary. We just say Coors all the time. When you're... When see people hitting the ball out of the stadium so um speaking of that with, we're, the, with the apostrophe yeah, with the, we could do the apostrophe, and one other sure. thing it probably doesn't help that the last company that invested all that money in it went under the last two yeah, yeah, true. The last two, Invesco and Sports Authority, are both long gone. Well, you know gone. what? And I, I will leave you this because we got to get we got to get omen. into the second half. Um, when it when Invesco was uh, was vying for it, one of the other ones was Janus Funds was gonna gonna be part of the uh, bidding process, and they're still kicking. They're around Janus Funds, but I thought I hope it becomes becomes Janus Funds because I was gonna sneak up onto the side of the stadium. Take off the um, take off the J, take off the the, the <laughs> DS in the yeah! other one, and uh, and it would be Anus Fun Stadium. <laughs> that was my plan, but it didn't come through. Oh, Anus Fun Stadium at Mile High. <laughs> that could still be a possibility. Let's put our money together. I oh, you know who'd love that? Brandon McManus. <laughs> That's true. He would, Brandon McManus Fun Field. <laughs> All right, let's get into the second half. We're cruising oh, through. We have barely scratched man. the surface. We haven't even talked about the actual team yet, but we got to talk about that. We got to talk about the Rockies. This kid can talk about it all, so we're gonna we're gonna hit it all uh, with him. So uh, let's take a quick break. Get into the second half right now. Thanks for calling me a kid. Sportique is where scooters come from, and Sportique is the place to be. Springtime is just ahead, and soon the Colorado Rockies. This is a Rockies town. Yes, it is. After all, Colorado Rockies back at Coors Field right at 20th and Blake, and there's no better way to park than on a 50cc scooter from Sportique. While everybody else is headed to the parking lots, you're halfway down Broadway already. It's the way to go, and you should go to their showroom at 160 South Broadway, and you should tell them that the South Stand sent you.
Yeah, that one's got the full like uh, what a cock the, the tease full that song. Neil Pert like you know kind of fill right before it kicks into sports. So we're glad you got to got to sing along, Ryan. You did get you, a whole did, forty down during that. I know during it's a, that it's a long one because the the one we use, I took that and I trimmed it so it cuts that whole thing out. But uh, it's good. It's good to have that once in a while. You it's know, like no big deal. My favorite part about this whole experience, Is it? yeah. Do you probably got to sing it last time, but just. I like I'm at home listening to this singing along like I, I'm yeah, here. Yeah. yeah like it's 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 amazing. It's really good. It's a great theme song. I always thought like for like a radio show it would be just to just to come in with it. That's your theme song to start. I think it'd be really good. Well, like, I've, now, always, I've always wanted to steal it, but I'm like that's their thing. I can't. That's that's you, can't, you, can't, you can't use a song, but you know guys like uh like uh, uh, um Rick Lombardo over at the one radio station Rick Lombardo. Okay. Yeah. Not Vin Lombardi. Caption things with sports and an exclamation point. I'm like, come on. Now, come on now. Hold on. To be fair, that has been a thing for a long time. A lot of people always like say, so we totally stole that. No, 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 no. Um, that kind of happened around the same time, but it's not from that. I don't think that is that is not what that is. I think people just started saying it. I've seen it in many different places. It was kind of an ironic thing, like that is. It's that's an ironic kind of song, but um, I think that people have been doing that for a while. But probably in this town, it's probably influenced by that. What's the video? Have you guys seen the video of the guy who's like, "Oh, Danielson, oh, why did we lose?" No, it's, it's like that. In video for I'll, I'll show it to you guys. After okay, this. it's hilarious. No, I haven't seen that. Um, you, what I was reminded of last night is uh, people were talking about Steve Atwater, and uh, do you remember? Because people were like, you know, his his hit on Christian Okoye was. They were like, that should be in. He should be in the Hall of Fame just for that. And um, he almost killed that guy. <laughs> hell yeah! And I and people were showing the clip of it. But then, do you remember this guy back in like I want to say it was probably early 2000s it was a dude he did broncos coverage and his name was horville tiki and he oh he was awesome do you remember that guy oh yeah and he made little videos and stuff and he you never saw him and he had like this he had this really thick like asian accent so i don't know if it was somebody like doing an accent or what and everything was spelled everything was spelled wrong and he would say he would say guy all the time and um he made a video and he he was was re you know reenacting the the uh, atwater hit but he used tech mobile and then when and then when he when he comes through and hits him it's just a it's just an atomic bomb going off in the south pacific it's just a huge bomb and it's hilarious and i put it up last night i'll try to retweet it it's good stuff but yeah do you remember that guy he did yeah, that. Yeah, yo, I remember, remember Horrible that Tiki. Guy? Yeah, yeah, Horrible yeah. Tiki, and then another dude that like wore like he looked like one of the one of the Bears super fans like stole his account and started like posting on it. So I thought it was like an elaborate gag, but it never really went anywhere. And I don't know what happened to him. I gotta say, on the Steve Atwater front, first of all, it's completely fucked up that he isn't in the Hall yeah, of yeah. Fame. It's terrible. But last night, I was actually with Steve Atwater as the finalists were rolling in, and it was like this really weird situation because the people around him were like reading them off and i was like ah, i don't want to be a part of this and honestly after they snubbed pat bolin oh, for yeah. jerry jones i was kind of like dude fuck the hall of fame oh, yeah. this is stupid i don't even want to care about it but seeing that those guys care about it like seeing it steve atwater who luckily we've had the opportunity to be around at broncos this year he's like such a good dude and he was such an amazing football player like and he 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 played it cool and he was really good about it but I could tell, like, it bothers him, and 
that made me care about it again. I'm like, yeah. God damn it. Why isn't Steve Atwater in the Hall of Fame? Like, that dude deserves to be in that scenario. And everyone's like, you're a fucking finalist. And he's, like, going crazy. And then he deserves, like, the whole thing that TD did this year with all the Broncos coming. Yeah. And, like, like that guy deserves it. And it, it drives me Carl nuts Mecklenburg, now. same thing. It's uh, Well, they, they – Mecklenburg, they, I mean, that's another one that's just – it's it's, it's mind-boggling to me. It's showing the inability to look beyond a piece of paper if you're not putting Carl Mecklenburg in, because his ability to do everything on the field, there's literally no one that's ever been like that since him. Um, so, I mean, we could go on for days about the the people that deserve to be in that are Broncos that aren't in. But you're right, though; those guys care about it. That's why I care now, yeah, because yeah. it's like, fuck, like this guy is such a good dude. He's he's done so much for the city. He's He's brought Super Bowls here, and like I don't like seeing him like uncomfortable because he's not getting in, and he knows all his friends now are going to sure. text him. He's been through this enough where all his buddies are like, dudes, what the hell? And he's just like, it's almost like tiresome for him. I just want him to be able to have that payoff and just get it over with. And then, But they have to know it's stacked against him because of whatever. East Coast bias, you know, play, playing when, when and where he did. They have to know that, so I'm sure it's probably not, uh, you know, not it's not foreign to him, you know. No, I think they're more. He's more numb to it now. He was just like, well, it doesn't, it's not looking good, guys, and like, it's it just sucks because not only do is there the Broncos, it's really hard for them to get in for whatever reason. It's also really hard for safeties to get in, and then yeah. you've got two other safeties in there. You know, as soon as Lynch and Dawkins are finalists, you're like, there's no way they're putting three safeties in the finalists, let alone no. three safeties in the hall. No, so. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully he'll get in because if he if he doesn't, it's a travesty. Are, are those guys really that? I mean, are they that much better uh, statistically as players than than he was? They're worse. Yeah, I was gonna say they don't. They I don't think they were as good as he was. His so. his stats are better. So yeah, it's it. You know what? And here's now. I'm not, see, I'm getting worked up about it. Yeah. See, and I and I remember for a while I was like, I don't care about this. This is bullshit. And then uh, I remember when when uh, Davis got in, I was just like, oh yeah. And I had that feeling. I was like, fuck yeah, because I felt good for him. I was like, oh, finally, it's uh, you know the payoff. But um, I can't get too worked up over it because I'll just get mad. There's way too few Broncos in there. Man. There really is. Yeah. Some, I want to talk about. There's way too many. There's way not enough jaguars either so this let's be fair about it okay so there might be a few from this year's team did you Someday. see the thing I, I i retweeted it tonight real quick and i'll let you let you do your thing sorry it, it had a thing about blake bortles it was like sb nation did something and they were like they're like blake bortles has learned to trust himself and then it was like a gap in the tweet and then it said because no one else will and i was like i was like did they just because they basically stole the joke so if they could post that blake bortles learns to trust himself letting all of us go because no one else will they stole the joke from everyone before we could make it uh, in the tweet and I don't know. They just they stole everyone's thunder. It's bullshit. That's not fair. No, it's not That's fair. Not at fair, all. fair yeah, man. So. It's fucked up. What's Twitter for? I know exactly. Assholes. Cracking wise. What you got? So, VJ. VJJ. As long as we're stuck with this guy, right? I don't want people calling him VJ. VJ sounds like a brand of spermicidal cream. <laughs> it sounds like VJJ. It sounds like vagina. It's. It definitely sounds like a body part that you don't want to constantly be saying the name of or, or some kind of a disease. You know, you could have VJ. Yep. Nobody wants to have VJ. Um, see, a, you know, see your pharmacist. Um, That's one thing that... We, let's call him... What do we, I, I say we either call him Vance or Dr. Boner. <laughs> Just one or the other. <laughs> I, I think VJ that, is I think not working will probably stick to Vance. Um, but it depends what you're saying. If, if you're if you're generally you're writing a, an article about him, you have to call him 
Joseph. You would say, Joseph said this or whatever. And Vance is a little familiar. But Twitter format, yeah. though. Everybody says Twitter VJ. format. Well, see, I was just going to say 280 characters because I was I used to do it when I was live tweeting his quotes. I would do VJ just to save characters. Now with 280, I can just do Vance Joseph. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Good. It sounds so much better than VJ, so I appreciate that. Well, I mean, I feel dirty just saying it. VJ, VJ, VJ. Did you? Did, speaking of VJ, or I'm sorry, if, if, if you, if oh, you dude, did, watch your mouth out with soap. Speaking of speaking of the the uh, the coach of the Denver Broncos, the 17th coach of the Denver Broncos. Uh, what a pile of shit he is. Well, let, so he did, sucks did you so much. did you did you guys think he was getting canned? I mean, did you think that, or did you think uh, from what you kind of the way it was going this season, you thought he was going to stick around? To be honest, we were TBH. Yeah, <laughs> TBH. Uh, we were pretty confident he was coming back now it was a real roller coaster those last 72 hours yeah. i mean you know some people got it wrong whatever it was really up and down like that wasn't just a media thing that was made up it was going back and forth so there's always that point where you're like okay well do we need to prepare the story if it's ready like is that sure, where we're but, going but was it was it going back and forth or had la made You know, Elway was thinking of Bill O'Brien, and then they didn't can him. So he's like, okay. I think there w really was some indecision there, and, and Elway kind of admitted it yesterday when he said, it's my job to think of, of other options. You know, I, I had to do my due diligence thinking of other options. But I would say we were definitely further on the side of thinking he was going to stay most of the time than when all that started coming down, we were getting pulled back to the middle. But when the news started coming out, that he was getting fired. I still wasn't sure about it. And, you know, I, I did a whole thing on our podcast talking about where, where a story comes from and what, what happens following that, whether or not you should trust it or not, because look, it came from a couple of places and then you didn't see it rolling out. You know, if it comes from a couple of places. Okay. So you, you missed the greatest five minutes in podcast history. Unfortunately, the, the computer as usual started fucking up. Um, it was just awesome stuff, but but uh, what what Ryan was saying is he was talking about you, you know if you if you see a report and then if all of a sudden you, it starts coming down with the local guys then you kind of know you know that yes it's going to happen and that's not exactly what happened with Vance but we were talking about Joseph and um, his amazing Technicolor dream coat is what we were talking <laughs> about um, but uh, no just just that and now I'm convinced at the, at the end of that I was convinced that this was the right move we were talking about uh, coaches and what was available and and you know kind of like they kind of had to make this move so um, continuity was a big word that had come up and and they have to kind of uh, you know they have to see what they can do with an actual with an actual good quarterback so what I want to do is after the break, we're going to get into the fourth quarter. Um, I want to talk about quarterbacks because I want to. I want to uh, uh, talk to Ryan about what he thinks is going to happen in that in that regard. So let's take a quick break. Well, hopefully this won't fuck up again, and uh, we will be right back.
think so. Yeah. Hey. Have you subscribed yet? Yes, that's right. Subscriptions. It's crazy, but it's true. BSNDenver.com, the best coverage for colleges, all the pro sports teams. It's insane what you get for $4.99 a month, or you get a nice deal on a yearly subscription, or lifetime subscription. BSNDenver.com is the place to be for the best reporting on the local teams with no advertising because it's subscriber-based, and you get Ryan Konigsberg along with the package. Check it out. It's BSN Denver. Tell them South Stands Denver sent you. Maybe eventually I'll make some money too. Well, I didn't know you were that much of a shill. Wow. I didn't even know that was coming. That was nice. That's amazing. I will make one addendum. We aren't covering the colleges anymore. We're, we're strictly focused on the big the big guys. Oh, you don't have a CU or a CU guy? Why are you not doing CU? At risk of getting into more BSN Denver stuff, the plan is to put it on pause for now until we feel like we can put a staff in place. That is going to deliver premium content. Yeah, people. baby. I know about that. Putting the staff in place. Putting the staff in place that delivers <laughs> well, premium content. Chap- you know, Chap- you know Delicious is up there in Boulder. He can cover that and the Rockies. In, he's right? entrenched in the Rockies, man. We want him mm. focused on the Rockies because he does a fantastic fucking job. But we will get back. You, John knows I want to cover the buffs. Oh, I know. You love your some. You love you some buffs. Yeah. <laughs> I remember um, when if John, you were buff right now, I'd ask you to cover it. John Reedy once, I, I had to ask him to follow me. Uh, so I could DM him something because he's like, I've I don't been, want, he's been like, I'm, there, been there. He's like, I'm not going to fucking follow some CU guy. No, I didn't say that. I said, you know, I just, I don't want all that college shit in my, my Twitter <laughs> feed. I, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it out. And I, and I, Hey, and I, and I've been, I've been with you ever since. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I was sure you were going to just bang <laughs> unfollow me right then and there. No, no, I stuck with you, buddy. So, no, I do hate college. I, I hate college sports. It's awful. It's, it's awful such a shit. lie. It's, it's such a lie. It's so terrible. It's just a lie. Um, we we could get into college sports all night. Anyway. Um, no, no, we can't. Yeah, we could. I I love talking about. It. I love talking about my Notre Dame. I love talking about my Huskers. Um, can I stick at something in there just real quick? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean you know topic wise. <laughs> so my dad this week Monday. On Facebook, my dad's got Facebook, and it's just embarrassing. You know, he's like 70. And um, that morning, he went to an auction in Colorado Springs, and he bought a 1982 Buick Riviera. Not a 1972, which is kind of a sweet car, or a 1992, which somebody might want to buy, you know, if they have a job at Walmart. In, in 1982, a car that should have been crushed off. 82, the just the horrible it's sweet spot ho- of t- terrible American just cars. Just awful. Yeah. Just awful. It's a front-wheel drive V6 with no weight in the back end. It slides all over the place. They're just garbage. Absolute garbage. Beautiful low-mileage car. He puts it up on Facebook. Look, check it out. I bought a 1982 Buick Riviera. <laughs> For fuck's sakes, Dad, that nobody wants that. <laughs> Nobody wants it. Somebody might want it ironically. I know. That would be the only reason. Like if you had a if you if you were a rich kid and you were going to a uh like a hose and pimps party and you needed something with fake wire hubcaps that you could drive once <laughs> and throw away. 
Oh my god! American cars were so poorly made. Then. Oh, they're poorly the, made. Remember now. the K cars? Oh yeah, yeah with yeah. the Corinthian leather. Oh, awful! They had Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, that's you know the current Corinthian leather doesn't exist. It was made up for that. It was vinyl. Yeah, it was you, vinyl. Got, you guys are dating yourselves. <laughs> definitely. Oh, I yeah. date myself all the yeah. time. Definitely, definitely you know dating ourselves. Um, my first car was a '77. <laughs> Uh, Pontiac Grand Prix, light blue. That shit's sweet, dude. Seventy seven. That's pretty Fuck sweet. Yeah. yeah. Four door. Uh, no, no I think it was two door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was my first car. This was in nineteen seventy nine. So that's when I first started learning to drive, Ryan. That's how old I am. I'm kidding. You are Nate, lying. Look, he looked at me like he looked like I was serious. Well, and I was I was a little bit slow on the uptake too. I was like, wait a minute. I was doing some math in my head. <laughs> he was like, he was like I eight. didn't I didn't start driving another seven years. I think beyond that. Yeah. So. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, um, I didn't get to drive till I was like 19. Oh, because, really? Yeah, I stole. <laughs> this is a true story. My dad had a 1972, 1970 Cadillac Eldorado, gold 1970 That's Cadillac nice. Eldorado. And um, I took the keys and me and my buddy went driving around town and we parked it at Baskin Robbins and I got out of the car and didn't put it in park. And it rolled across the parking lot and ran into a, a concrete uh, lamp post and dented the rear bumper. And the police were called, and my dad was alerted. It was ugly. It was Your not. Dad's it was probably not pretty. like, "Fuck you!" About making fun of my car, dude. You don't know shit. Well, yeah, I used to have sweet shit. Yeah, he's got this '82 Riviera. He's like, "Look what I have to drive now." Because you wrecked all my other shit. Speaking of '82 Rivieras, it looks like the Raiders are hiring one. They're gonna, they're gonna go with the John Gruden at their head coaching position. I, you know, why this would, is amazing. Why would like you, every team in the league has wanted a piece of this guy? Why would you stop doing that job? Okay, what does what does he work? How how long's the football season? Because Four it's months? the Raiders, and they're going to be in Vegas, baby. I, John Gruden in Las Vegas with the Raiders? Are you kidding me? He's going to make a, a billion dollars. Coaching a football team seems like a pain in the ass, if, and 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 going and doing. He's going to have starlets sucking his cock all think, the time. I think he's married. I don't think he's really. <laughs> he doesn't care. He's going to have. A I would five hundred blowjobs. I would think they're like, hey, John, you're flying to Dallas to do the Cowboys Giants game this week, and uh, here's a, here's some notes, and he's just like, awesome. I'm gonna go film a fucking. Uh, I'm gonna go film a Corona no. commercial <laughs> while I'm at it. That's the life. Why would you? Why would you start coaching again? I'm with you, but I think the way they sweetened the deal was with the ownership. They're giving him like some little piece uh, of ownership. Of oh, so the Vegas football team. Okay. Are you so that's me? gonna pay dividends forever. Gotcha. Yeah. That and he gets to beat the mafia now. Yeah, that's understandable. But he's got to work for that freak. That, I, that, that fucking Mark Davis. Davis. Jesus, he looks like he looks like a mannequin. That I said he looked like a mannequin that was burned in a fire. They threw a wig on it and some clothes, and they said, "Well, shit, I, I don't have any more mannequins. Put them out on the floor." <laughs> That's what he looks like. Jesus. Oh my god. But I, I mean, it is a lot of work. I would I, spending time around coaches. I would never want to be a fucking coach. No. I mean, shit, like. I spent enough time at that facility just working the beat. These guys are there all hours of the day. I don't know how their families handle it, honestly. Like, how do their wives and their their kids – like, you might as well – you know, your kids might as well not have a dad because you are gone all the time. Their wives have a, a case of wine. They live in a nice house, and um, they're just like when they when they see their husband, they see him. I guess so. Um, I, I, I'm sure there's financial rewards, but you're right; those guys are never around. And and well, their kids don't have a dad, so they can relate to the players better. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, let let me talk about some players real quick. 
and uh, before something else fucked up happens. Um, and, I, and I'm talking about on the computer, not in the world. That, or that, comes out of my could, mouth. Yeah, that could happen. That could happen at any moment. Both of those things. Um, so everybody's like, okay, we, we were talking the Broncos need a quarterback. They got it. Vance Joseph needs a quarterback because if he doesn't have a court, he doesn't have a quarterback. Um, um, Kyle Shanahan got a quarterback and obviously succeeded. That's another thing we were talking about that I think got cut off. And uh, so oh, Vance, give Vance a quarterback and see, see how he goes. Uh, see how he does. Uh, so everyone, the, the popular consensus is, oh, they're going to throw a bunch of money at Kirk Cousins. That's what everyone's saying. But then I saw like kind of an alternate, uh, kind of an alternate idea today. And people were saying, well, you know, would they really be talking about it? Would they be really put that out there if that's what they're thinking? So are they, are they looking at Kirk Cousins or are they thinking maybe they can get somebody else that's, uh, you know, pretty decent that can hold them over? I think plan A is Kirk Cousins. You think it is for sure? They have... 29 20 something million in cap space right now i mean they should they didn't spend a dime on quarterbacks the last three years right uh you know you and, if, and that keep what's his name is gone right if you cut a keep to leave he only has he's owed 12 million next year he's he so has, gone he has 1 million in dead money so that, then you have 11 million i think that gets you to like 39 million oh, in cap wow. space um you know you can move a couple other things around and then you know 30 million for kirk cousins wow it is absurd it is doable. And so he'll I think, be the highest paid player in the NFL. And That's then you'll the have crazy the, high, part. The, the crazy part is you'll have the highest paid offensive player and the highest paid defensive player. That does not seem like it bodes well for roster balance. But with the value that's placed on a quarterback in today's day and age, I think it might be worth it. And and when I when I when I look at the prospect of their playing paying twenty eight or thirty million dollars for cousins, it just makes me that much more long for the homegrown quarterback that we were promised in Brock Osweiler and others before him and that we had in John Elway at one time that's what as a Broncos fan I really treasure is the idea of draft and develop and a guy that will be your guy for 14 to 17 years and unfortunately Ben Roethlisberger's of the world are not and Tom Brady's of the world and Peyton Manning's of the world are not that easy to come by well they they are you just have to find the right guy and obviously that's really difficult so and I Car- don't think Kirk Cousins is that guy but Kirk Cousins, I don't, Kirk Kirk Cousins is he's good, like a fifth he's like number 15 but he's Kirk like, Cousins is, is a good quarterback right yeah, I, mean, I think he's definitely top 10 uh, in terms of of quarterbacks in the league right now, but I just think they're they're just longing for some stability at that position. And Kirk Cousins will definitely provide that. He can make a lot of throws. He's mobile in the pocket. He's he's going to be able to make your offensive line look better than they are. He bring a lot to this. I'm with you though. I don't think he's the type. He's not. It's not going to be. You he's know, not going to be a ring of fame. It's not going to be John Elway, Peyton Manning, and Kirk Cousins right. when you're like in. I guess the bar to get to number three isn't necessarily set that high, but Jake Plummer will always be number three. Right. So in Jake, this Plum- town. so Jake Plummer's number three, and actually that's a pretty fair comparison when you're talking about Kirk Cousins in terms of where they are in their career. You know, you, you're going to pay a lot to get a free agent guy, and he's going to be pretty damn good. And that's what Jake Plummer was. Uh, to go into the draft, though, I just think Paxton Lynch has, has made them a little bit weary of that, and. You know, how can you blame him for that? Because let's say you go and get... But what is it about Lynch? Let me just stop you there. What okay. is it about him? I mean, I, I I would qualify this by saying that I know what Cecil Lammy's perspective is, because I've talked to him about it, and that is that he's not a real studious guy and he's not really the hardest working guy. 
I mean, I won't disagree too much with that. Um, I think, you know, John Elway yesterday talked, he had a 390 word quote about what he looks for in a quarterback and most of it, or what he's looking for in a quarterback. And most of it was about your heart. How do you handle tough situations? Um, how do you overcome adversity? All that stuff. And frankly, it just, it doesn't seem like it's in Paxton. Now, when he came in, it was this idea that it was going to be a project and he came into a place where they didn't. They didn't really have time for a project, and so then you end up starting Trevor Simeon, which shouldn't have ever happened, and it was because, you know, it's always win now, win now, win now, and so we have to play Trevor Simeon because he's a little bit better than Paxton Lynch right now, and it was just a bad situation, but Paxton, I just haven't, I mean, to be honest, I haven't seen a guy who just doesn't seem that excited about football, like he just, it doesn't, more or less than Jay Cutler. (laughs) I think he may be Jay Cutler. It's, it's Jay Cutler. At least Jay Cutler was good, though. Yeah, Jay Cutler can fucking sling it. Like, he can play ball. Speaking of dudes that can sling it, what about that Patrick Mahomes, man? Shit. That guy. I mean, he didn't have the greatest game in the world, but he's a freaking rookie. You know, and he looked like like Jake Shapiro a little bit. He did. Didn't kind of he look, look like, like him Jake a little Shapiro. bit? Like Kind of like maybe Jake Shapiro with a little bit of African in him, you know? A little bit of curly hair. <laughs> yeah, a little curly hair. He's got curly hair. So, uh, so Dude can sing that. I'll just say that. with Paxton. I'd be so, I'd feel so good if I were a KC fan. Man, that makes me yeah, so jealous. Yeah, definitely. I just think with Paxton, it was it wasn't like they, they talk about this thing, which I, I don't always like, but it's like, do you need football? Like, is football your life? Yeah. And I just don't think that's the way he is. Like, he's like, I want to chill with my buddies. And, you know, I like playing Xbox. And, like, I think there's a lot more there for him that it's not like he wakes up and he thinks football and he thinks football all day and he goes to sleep thinking football. He just – he's not that guy. And, uh, you know, that's not the – you know, you shouldn't necessarily blame him for that. Really, what you should blame – the Broncos for not being able to identify that in him because as John always sitting up there telling us that I'm thinking, man, you should have been able to probably figure this out with Paxton Lynch in an interview with him. Yeah, absolutely. He's got to have time for rhyming and stealing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, because your Tom Brady types are guys who they love banging supermodels. Don't get me wrong, yeah, they, they love. They it. don't pillage, but that's off season. That is off season, and and what it, it, when he's in season, the you know the dude's thinking about football, and he's eating vegan, it, absolutely, and eating avocado vegan. ice cream, avocado ice cream, all all that. So now, so what do they do? Do they do they overspend for Kirk Cousins, who might be able to get them back to where they need to go? It's not a not a given. Do they try to see if someone else is available, or do they get a stopgap like in like in, there's some people talking about Alex Smith? They get no! a stopgap. Well, I know, I know, but do they get a stopgap until they can finally maybe make a real good move, like a like a you know not like you know someone of Peyton Manning's uh, caliber, but somebody who can you're like okay, this guy can definitely put him over the top. To me, Plan A is Kirk Cousins. They want to get him in here. Plan B is the stopgap, the Alex Smiths of the world. Plan C hmm. is the draft. I don't think they want to go into the draft. And I honestly, want that Bradley Bradley Mayweather or whatever his name <laughs> Curtis, is. Curtis Mayfield. Yeah, that guy. You ever heard of him? Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield? Is that oh, him? sure. Curtis, Why not? Yeah. 
Uh, I like him a lot too. I mean, if if that he's was he's got swagger, and Elway talked a lot about swagger. If that was Plan C, like I think Broncos fans would still get excited about. Oh, that's a high draft pick. I though. would be ah. That's but the last time I was ah, it was Tebow. So, but no, but so they they <laughs> they spend a high draft pick on Paxton Lynch. Now they're going to pay for it for the next couple of years. So they have to spend a, a high draft pick to get Curtis Mayfield. And if it doesn't pan out, then you're you're screwed again, right? So that's the thing is, can you get the known instead of the unknown? And I think that's why Kirk Cousins is so is a known, and that's why, and even Alex Smith. But every team in the league wants Cousins. If if I if you're Kirk Cousins, why Denver? I mean, they they've shown a commitment to trying to win, and I think that's True. something that not by retaining can... Vance Joseph. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't think so. I think, I think they've shown a, a commitment to saving money and earned a bad reputation around the league among free agents and coaches. Everyone's trying to save money. I think that that we see it more here because that's where we're sitting every day. Everyone's trying to save money everywhere. There's business decisions being made across the league. <laughs> These I mean, guys make Stan Kroenke look like uh, Daddy Warbuck. But <laughs> Let's not go that far. You see, I mean, you see the Patriots are lauded for making those decisions. Oh, like they, you know, they moved on from that guy before he went into his, the twilight of his career. I don't think it's really like that. That's because the Patriots keep winning Super Bowls. I think one, there's a the defense is still going to be very good. Now you take Talib away, that's going to be you know a, a, awesome a, because he's you know a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> let the man, let the man finish his thought. The the defense might come back a little bit just to be able to get a guy like Kirk Cousins, but you're still talking about a very high level defense with stars like Von Miller, with with Chris Harris Jr., with Justin Simmons, who I believe is going to be. Uh, an all-time great Bronco, as long as as long as they can keep him around here, uh, you know you're still talking about a star-studded defense where you feel like Kirk Cousins. If you come into Denver, you can win right away. And the the organization, regardless of Vance Joseph or whatever you think about that, the organization has had a record of the last 25 years of doing what it takes to win. Yeah, but they've never had such a shitty joke of a head coach. Well, and he can't. He they're not going to win. Tlaib, they're not going to win. Didn't Tlaib just say on the radio? Didn't he say something to the effect that they got they got put into a bad position because of the quarterback and maybe not necessarily the quarterback, but they got put in a bad position all the time and they had a real t- hard time digging out and a quarterback would change that. Didn't he say something to that effect? It's true. Yeah, that's the fact. That's the facts. Is this team this year with a solid quarterback could have been a ten win team. Yeah. The, the quarterbacks were so bad this year. Like, I think we, we I think we saw so many different versions of bad that we didn't even realize. Like, in terms of what normal is and what like averages, it was so far below that. Oh yeah. And so it, it compromised the defense. I mean, you saw the defense was. I think they ended up like third or fourth in yards, and they gave up. They were like twenty something in points because. The, the offense didn't have to go far to score points because they were just going off of a turnover, going 20, 30, 40 yards for a true, touchdown. True, true. So those quarterbacks, and I actually believed in Trevor Simeon going into the season. I thought he was going to take a step forward. Somehow, some way, he took a step back. And that was the beginning of it all. Then you talk about the, the, the underdevelopment of Paxton Lynch, the mediocrity that is Brock Osweiler. Overall, I mean, you could probably say that it was Browns, and Broncos competing for worst quarterback situation in the league. And so if you turn that around and you bring in someone just solid, like if you were to bring in Alex Smith, I think this team would would have been competing for the playoffs 
with just the addition of Alex Smith. Oh, I I agree with that. As and whatever you want to say about Alex Smith, he's still competent, um, probably better than what than sixty percent of the league for sure, seventy five percent of the league. Um, and that's and that's the thing that goes back to what we were talking about. That I think I cut off. He's a chief, though, and that means he bangs fat chicks. Yeah, but there was a, there was a lot of chiefs. There was a lot you of J.R. Smith. You take what you can get. You take what you can get. Um, what's his name? Was a chief came over here. Neil Smith is a chief. Came over once. Oh Super yeah, Bowl. yeah. Neil Smith. So great. remember Neil Smith. Everyone thought Jamal Charles was going to be the next Neil. God Smith. damn oh, yeah. it! How badly did they bone Jamal Charles? I think if if I'm just guessing, they didn't want to help out the Chiefs. Because the Chiefs, had, you know, they had injuries at running back. I think it was just, we know if we release Jamal Charles, the Chiefs are going to pick him up. And hell, they might start him against us in Week 17, and he's going to run all over our asses, and that's going to look terrible. So I think I it was it was bad. I mean, I did a whole story on talking to other players in the Broncos locker room after. Because Nikki did a great job of getting that story from Jamal. I tried to do the follow-up, talking to the veterans. And everyone I talked to, DT, Zach Kerr, Todd Davis, go down the line, every one of them, said they thought he was in the right in saying the team might as well have released him. I think it was a divisional thing. Like, we're, we want to do right by Jamal Charles, but not so much to the point where we're going to help out the goddamn Kansas City Chiefs. Sure, sure. Because cause he would he would have gone to the Chiefs. and He would have gone to the Patriots. He would have had a 200-yard game. The Patriots have, like, two starting running backs down right now. They would have signed him. They would have He would have been a fucking Patriot and won a ring. And that's that what drives me crazy. That's another. That's another team they don't want to help out, though. You know, you talk. We talk. Of course not. But fuck you guys. I mean, Jamal Charles is a legend, man. I mean, as a I fantasy agree. football player, Jamal Charles is one of the all-time greats. And I can't believe they did this to him. I can't it's, believe it. It's not a good look. I and mean, he had an incentive bonus. Where did he fall? He fell short of by. I don't know, twenty percent. If they had just played him, they like sixty-five yards or something. It was a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, to us, we're like, fuck, a hundred thousand dollars at the end of your career. A hundred thousand dollars. What is that? I agree. It's, it's a, a new a transmission. Look. It's a bad look. Transmission oil change in the Lambo. I mean, everybody's got to have that done. I agree that the next time you try to get the next Jamal Charles, the guy that's in the end of his career, he's gonna say no. He's gonna think twice about yeah. it because you made that move now. Did you want to not help out the Patriots who, whether they tried to make the move or not, wouldn't have ever traded Garoppolo to Denver? You know, this stuff happens. There, where- there are a lot of players around the NFL who say the Broncos did them dirty, and I, that's starting to worry me. It's starting to worry me, and I think Elway is kind of a dick to people, and I think this is another example of it. And You know, great players – who have gotten kind of the shaft. Peyton Manning was one of them. Wait, didn't the Steelers just release what's his name and he went to the Patriots? James Harrison. Yeah, why would they why did they why did they do that? Why would they release him? So my point is all the teams do it. We're just more sensitive to it because and this goes back to what we were talking about, you know, with uh with how things have changed, uh, you know, with with Elway taking over. Uh, have they have they gone a different route with the players? Maybe they have, but I think everybody does it. So I don't think we should be so sensitive that that we see Elway doing it. It's not that big of a deal. I, Sometimes you need someone who's willing to be a dick. Sure. Maybe Vance Joseph. That's wasn't. why we love John. Exactly. But that's it, all the time. People go, "Oh, Belichick would do that. Belichick would do that. Of course he would." Yeah, he'd fucking do it. So you got to think of it in those terms. We, we're we're too close to it, and we kind of go, "Oh, why would they do that?" Now we're scared that this is going to happen. It's like, look, if it doesn't uh, if it doesn't harm the Patriots, it's not going to harm. And the And here's Broncos. the thing: the players get over it real quick. Not like the the Jamal Charles, but I look back at T.J. Ward getting cut. 
Yeah. And like it was this big thing, and then like two days later, they're like, ah, whatever. And his name came up here and there. The players understand this stuff, and they get over it. They'll get over the the coach firings and and everything. They just get it. They move past it pretty quickly. Yeah, they're they're used to that type of thing. Are we are we you playing us out? Hazy shade of Sunday. What's this called? Hazy shade of winter. Right? Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a Simon and Garfunkel song. Yeah, it's good. But the Bengals did it. Yeah, it's on. And the, I wasn't trying to cut anybody off. It's on the Lesson Zero soundtrack, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. As is that Danzig song. Or that Danzig song that's on there? M- Mother? No, no. It's a song he did just for that soundtrack. What a sellout. Yeah, no shit. Um, well, look. Maybe we should wrap it up. Maybe we should get out of here. Um, we're, we're, I don't know how much got, yeah, we're, yeah, we're good because I think five minutes got cut off of that. And so we're at about 120. So we're at 100. We're, we're about, a, we're about an hour or 15 right now. So that was a fucking great five minutes. Though. Oh, it was so good. It's too uh, bad. Man, I, I really feel badly for the listeners. That's all right. We'll, 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 uh, we'll try to, we'll see what we can do with that. Work around that. But, um. No, let's get out of here. We always, we always want to leave them, leave them wanting more. This is good Bronco talk. Now, I don't see why we should talk about the Broncos until Rockies. Yeah, we got to yeah. talk about the Rockies. Um, so beautiful I mean, hat, by the way. That is the best. You like this? I know. This is a Christmas gift I bought for myself. So why don't you get me? We'll bring in Jake Shapiro yeah. and I. Yeah, we'll get a little Rockies talk going. I can dig it. Bring it down a little bit. I'm still talking to this guy here. It's like. Dealing with, like, I don't know what over here. T- cranking the bangles. Dude, I'm no Scott Stafford. I know you're not. Um, yes, yeah, so let's do that because we don't talk Rockies. We didn't talk Rockies at all. I know you can talk Rockies as well. Do you find, real quick, do you find, this is my thing about, about, about BSN, was that with the Avalanche coverage, Nobody does it better. It's it's no one's even really trying. No one's even really trying because now and now they're getting good again. So people start paying attention. My thing is is you guys do good Broncos work, but there's so much Broncos information. There's so many people who fancy themselves to be Broncos experts. While the Avs guys aren't really competing with anyone, you guys have to compete against all of that. So how do you how do you kind of think? Obviously, you're there. You're there all the time. You're covering the team. You've got the the pulse of the team. Uh, is it? Oh, great. Is it? Um, is that the, is that the advantage over the fucking plethora? I mean, how many Bronco fucking sites are there? People like I see them like they're reporting stuff like they're there and they're not. They're just listening to somebody else and they're going, oh well, <laughs> Vance Joseph said this, and it's like you're not there, dude. I know you're not there. So uh, is that the, is that the basic gist? How do you wade through all of the fucking Broncos nonsense out there? I think my goal ever since I went from Buffs to Broncos was how do I bring something different. How do I find a different angle? Because you're right. The competition on Broncos is vast. And I and I actually love that. I love being able to look to my left and look to my right and being like, damn, those people are doing a fucking good job. How do I compete? And then look at D-Mac and go, God, what a what an idiot. No, <laughs> D-Mac. I mean, I could go on a whole thing I'm about just kidding. That guy we, puts love in the, we love D-Mac. Of all the radio people, him and Cease, they put in the work. And so I respect those guys because they actually are there. But going on, I think – just trying to be different, trying to bring the story, trying to get the follow-up to the story that you know someone else did that was really great. I think that's been my goal all along. I look at the abs and I'm like, damn, I'm kind of jealous because those guys can put out a great story and no one will ever come close to being able to do that story. But I also look around and I'm like, this is a different challenge because there is so much competition with Broncos. 
It's it's amazing. And uh yeah, it's it is it is a challenge and I, I think it's like those lucky bastards. Like I'm now seeing national people talk about the Avalanche. They're like, Oh, Nathan McKinnon and it's like I haven't seen national Can people. Can you believe I dropped him? <laughs> like, Did we you drop him? Yeah. Oh shit, who picked him up? <laughs> Not me. Somebody, somebody picked him up because I, I would have picked him up if I saw him. So, yeah, it's cool, but um, it's, it's good work you guys are doing over there. We appreciate it, and um, we, we love having all you guys on because you know what? You guys are young, you're accessible. A lot of these old, these other people, they're all jaded. They don't want to come on. They don't want to. Oh, you have to do it in golden. Yeah, they're like they, yeah, they, they, they want to call in. I'm like, no, no, no. You want to sit and talk to people. It, it, it has much better effect, I think, when you, when you can sit and chat with somebody. So we appreciate you guys all you guys coming in and talking to us and you know letting us bend your ear about it so but uh, yeah and tell brandon to eat a dick would you please <laughs> <laughs> he, he might do that i don't know it might might be something he does every day uh, it would be organic yeah, it's, yeah it'd be normal so um good stuff um ryan just tell everybody where they can find all your free, stuff free range yeah <laughs> uh yeah bsndenver.com obviously moved to a subscription model it's 4.99 a month $34.99 if you buy the year, though, and Ooh, I think that that's is that's the steal there. Um, and a lot of our subscribers have been doing that so far. Uh, like you guys mentioned, the Broncos coverage is great, and we I, I really take a lot of pride in the Broncos coverage we do. But if you're a, a Denver sports fan, like I know both of you guys are, you will get your money's worth and then some. Hell yeah. Coming to BSN Denver, because I could make the argument – you know, you can make the argument that we're, we're one of the best covering Broncos. I'm, I'm probably not going to tell you we are the best because I think there's really, really great people covering the Broncos. I, I'll fight someone to the death telling you we're, the, we're definitely the best Avs, we're definitely the best Nuggets, and when we're arguably the best Rockies. So I hope you come and subscribe. Um, and, and if you are a Denver sports nut – you will not be disappointed. See, I can dig that. And that's the whole thing. You will not be disappointed. I am a Denver sports fan, and I like all the sports. And some I follow a little closer than the others. But I like them all. I want I want information about all of them. And, and no offense to anyone else, but there's a lot of people out there who are only football fans, and they don't fucking follow anything else. They might dabble in a little baseball, but they don't follow anything else. I like people who uh, are into all the sports. And sure, I love Mexican food, but every now and then I like a gyro. Absolutely. Like, I'm not, I'm not a huge basketball fan, but I definitely follow the Nuggets a little bit. I'm into it. I like some of the other ones better, but um, I appreciate it's all out there, and I think everybody should. Uh, you know, if you're a true Denver sports fan, you should follow all of it. So, my least favorite thing about the Denver sports scene right now is the infighting between Broncos fans and Rockies fans and yeah. Avs fans, and it's just like, just support the your city. 2018 is the year of not being butthurt anymore. I oh, hope so. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. No, but you're right because I um, I I, I travel in all these different Twitter groups, and there's people who are like only Rockies fans and they hate the Broncos fans and the Bronco fans think the Rocky fan Rockies fans are a bunch of douchebags and I'm just like kind of like drifting drifting between all of them and I love it it's great I can I can I can I can kind of go within all the worlds I travel with all the worlds like Dr. Strange <laughs> that's me Dr. Strange Denver Sports so likable exactly thank you I appreciate <laughs> someone finally said it uh, Ryan thanks again for coming in I'm glad we could finally hopefully this show this show will sound alright I gotta trim some weird shit out that happened but um, hopefully it'll sound good and we can uh, we can get you your own show finally I'm so glad you could make it so had a blast as always thanks, awesome guys. thanks for tuning in until next time this has been the South Stands Denver Fan Cast adios look around 
grass is high. We love you,